0: Hey everyone, this is Brian, and this is behind the scenes with Brian. And today I've got a couple of guests with me from uh, Alpha Laval, uh, Amal Chankar. I'm sorry, uh, I should have pronounced it, or, or practiced that a couple more times. Uh, and one of his colleagues, and we wanted to uh, talk about his company, but also some of the interesting and exciting developments that are coming from their sides. So Amal, how are you today?
1: I'm fine. Thank you, Brian. And, yeah, uh, as I said, uh, uh, my last name is a little bit of a tongue twister. So, uh, it's Amol Chinchankar. And uh, I'm a chemical engineer uh, by education. um, And I'm currently working with Alfa Laval uh, in Lund in Sweden. Uh, So, uh, I I come from India, basically. Uh, I was born and brought up there, and I did my entire education there, Uh, and I also started my working career. I had uh, put in almost 14 or 15 years of work experience before I got the opportunity to relocate to Sweden with Alfa Laval, and uh, since the last 11 years, here I am uh, with Alfa Laval. So... Uh, I have more than 25 years of work experience, uh, mainly in solid-liquid separation technologies, um, and. Uh, 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 in that, I have been basically doing uh, application engineering, uh, solution development, um, bidding for complex or turnkey projects, uh, and of course sales and business development, and to a certain extent, uh, project execution of separation systems. So, uh, in my current role as mining industry manager at Alpha Laval, uh, I help mining companies optimize their processes and generate operational savings, uh, including in areas such as safe and sustainable tailings management.
0: Okay, ter- uh, terrific. So, terrific.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: And, and you've got a colleague there with you. Yes, uh,
1: his name is Magnus Rieger, and he's our uh, marketing and communications manager.
2: Yeah. So, I, yeah. Thank you, thank you, all. Uh, yes, my name is Magnus Rieger, um, and um, uh, working with uh, communication for Alfa in this uh, business unit called Energy Separation. Uh, I've got some thirty odd years. Uh, with uh, experience in marketing and sales Uh, came uh, uh, before Alfa Laval I was working for uh, Volvo construction equipment uh, in uh, many different places so got a lot of experience when it comes to sales and market communication and find uh, these products and this industry in particular and the mining industry really interesting and see uh, that we actually have a, a great opportunity to make a difference so, so I would say that we can start a really a new era when it comes to tailings management and I think that is what you are going to talk about them
0: yes that's right yeah, yeah and this is this over is, to you. Yeah, this is really timely. Obviously, the entire mining world has got their eyes on tailings. So, all of our new advances and uh, products and, and methodologies are really on the front burner with, with the industry.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So, so Mom, maybe you can tell us what uh, you're working on. I, I know there's a centrifuge tailings... Methodology that I came across, and that that was the main reason that we got together for this. Maybe you can describe that.
1: Yes. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, uh, let let me start by giving a brief background uh, on you know uh, what we have our, our initiative in the mining industry, uh, especially when it comes to tailings management. Um, uh, because even though Alpha Lawal has a history of more than 130 years, uh, we, our, our journey into mining has started only about 8 10 years ago uh, with the development of uh, large solid bowl centrifuge. Um, and uh, we have installed, I mean, our first installation uh is up in canada uh, where we have put up more than 18 of this you know extra large uh, solid pulse centrifuges uh, which are dewatering something like you know you know 30000 dry tons of solids per day so uh, that installation has been a big success for Alfa Laval. It has been operating for the last more than eight or nine years now. Of course, uh, there has been a lot of learnings uh, during this period and that has only helped us to make our centrifuge bring even more robust uh, when it comes to you know, uh, tailings handling. Uh, so, with that uh, experience and on the basis of uh, some of the uh, installations that we got working on maintaining these applications uh, at places like Australia, uh, Turkey, etc., uh, we we thought that you know it's it's time that we we uh, started propagating this technology, and. Uh, uh, we have uh, actually—I mean, I, I might even dare say—that we have taken a thought leadership position now uh, when it comes to addressing tailings uh, management. Uh, so. Uh, You know, we we participate in uh, international conferences where we try to uh, present technical papers on the uh, the centrifuge solution for tailings uh, dewatering and uh, uh, I have also written a couple of blogs uh, over the last few months uh, on an online forum called Mining Beacon, which is a community of global mining engineers. so the bl- first blog is titled "Mining Industries Moving on Tailings Best Practice," and uh, as you all know, uh, mine tailings management is, of course, attracting uh, global attention uh, as it has a major impact on the communities that live there and uh, also on sustainability. Uh, so hmm. uh, this uh, and and while you know researching for this blog. Brian actually discovered that in 2010 alone, the global generation of mind tellings was around 14 billion tons. Uh, I mean, that's mind boggling, isn't it?
0: It is, yeah, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, then then I, I mean, uh, spoke a little bit about the various aspects that are now coming into place, such as legislation being brought in by British governments, uh, the same mine safety and sustainability orders, uh, the role played by organizations such as ICMM, etc., uh, and the global guidelines for uh, DSF facilities. Um, and uh, um, i mean this couple i mean a uh, couple with the financial and regulatory com- uh, context uh, you know mining companies are setting out to find a cost effective way to dewater their mine tailings uh, so that was the topic of my first block and then i continued that with another block uh, which is titled dry tailing solutions technology matters and uh, uh, I mean, today more than ever before, the mining industry is looking for technical solutions to dewater mine tailings to eliminate the risk of tailings dam failures. Right? And, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a vast array of of solutions uh, that are available in the marketplace, and uh, so the mining engineers or mining companies, you know, they uh, they are you know uh, looking for some sort of guidance or. Uh, you know, on how to address uh, their particular tailings. So I've uh, gone on to elaborate a little bit on other technologies such as space thickeners, filter press, belt press, and of course, the uh, solid bowl centrifuge. Uh, and now I'm actually planning, uh, you know, or rather preparing to write a white paper uh, to compare the various life cycle technology uh, life cycle costs of the various technologies uh, that can be used for tailings steward watering purpose so uh, hopefully i should be you know able to uh, produce uh, white paper in a couple of months now mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, uh, I mean this is the journey that we have undertaken, and we believe that, uh, that it, it holds immense potential where Alpha Laval can contribute with its uh, technologies and you know the global network of uh, sales and service uh, uh, facilities that Alpha Laval has.
0: Hello. Yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, maybe uh, since Alpha Laval is new to the mining world, relatively, I mean, maybe I could speak a few words uh, about uh, our company.
0: Yeah, so Alpha Laval.
1: Yeah. Alpha Laval is a Swedish company which has a history of more than 130 years. Uh, Today, Alpha Laval is a market leader in solid-liquid separation, heat exchange, and flow technologies uh, with a presence in about uh, 100 countries globally. Uh, And uh, we, we, I mean, in the... uh, I mean, uh, Laval is active in areas such uh, like energy, marine, and food and water, and uh, we offer our expertise and products uh, to a wide range of industries. Uh, basically, the company is committed to optimizing processes and uh, driving progress. Hmm. So uh, our technologies find, I mean, contribute to improved energy efficiency and heat recovery through, uh, you know, a number of heat exchangers that uh, we have developed. Uh, we contribute to better water treatment and also to reduce the uh, emissions, especially in the marine sector. Uh, and this, I mean, uh, our goal. Is to basically make the world better every day. So it's all about advancing better.
0: Yeah, and
1: Laval, Yeah, and Laval has seventeen thousand five hundred employees globally. Annual sales in two thousand nineteen were around four point four billion euro.
0: Okay, okay. Wow.
1: Yeah. Wow, impressive. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Uh, And then, uh, you know, uh, basically, uh, when you uh, contacted me, it was, uh, I think, because you came across this paper that I was going to present at uh, the ACB conference in Phoenix uh, last month. Yeah. And this paper was also uh, published in the Mining Engineering Journal in January edition. Uh, So, uh, please allow me to talk a little bit about that uh, about that paper. Yeah, please do. Uh, thanks. Uh, basically, you know, uh, I mean, this this paper is based on a true story uh, about a coal mine in uh, New South Wales in Australia. Uh, the name of this company uh, or this particular site is Rix's Creek and uh, they have an open cut mining operation uh, as well as a coal handling and preparation plant there that processes about two and a half million tons of raw coal to produce uh, something like uh, one and a half million tons of uh, saleable thermal and cooking coal per, per year. So uh, no, they had a tailing stamp and that was nearing completion. Uh, and way back in 2013, uh, they started uh, looking at various technologies for mechanically dewatering those coal tailings because they were not sure that they would get permission from the local authorities to uh, build a new tailing stamp, right? Mm. So they evaluated a few different technologies such as geobags, um, uh, bed press filter press and uh, also the solid bowl centrifuge from alpha laval and based on that evaluation they uh, they invested in one large uh, solid bowl centrifuge uh, uh, from alpha laval uh, that was commissioned in the year 2014 and uh, they observed the uh, the results with that centrifuge over a couple of years and then uh, in 2016 they added two more uh, centrifuges of similar size so by that time they could handle almost 50 percent of the coal tailings using our centrifuges and the balance 50 percent was uh, still being sent to their existing tailing stamp. Um, in 2017 it Became clear to Rixas Creek that they will not be allowed to uh, put up a new tailing dam. So uh, then they came back to us, and uh, in 2018 we supplied them two of our largest centrifuges for uh, tailings dewatering. Uh, those were commissioned. Uh, very quickly, I mean, within a couple of months, both the centrifuges were up and running. And since the end of 2018, they have practically stopped sending uh, their tailings to the tailings dam. So that's how they have made their tailings dam redundant. And hmm. that's the theme of my paper.
0: Hmm. Okay. So so most when most of us think about centrifuges, we think about a very small one that's in a chemistry lab or... Uh, one that's at a one that's at a university for modeling. Um, how 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 would you describe your centrifuge? How large is it, and what kind of uh, capacity does it have? How long does it normally spin before the product is is dry enough?
1: Yes, uh, that's that's a very good question, Brian. Um, so. Uh, typically, you know, we we use our biggest machine because uh, tellings floors are quite big, uh, as you know. So we we normally use the largest centrifuge that we design and manufacture, and uh, it has a bowl diameter of one meter or one thousand millimeter. Um, it can handle uh, throughput capacity uh, of around. 200 to 250 meter cubes an hour on certain applications. It can even handle up to 300 meter cubes an hour, depending on the solids content. Mm -hmm. And uh, when it comes to tailings, you know it's, it's typically the higher thickener underflow that's taken uh, for dewatering uh, uh, to the centrifuge and then it contains uh, anywhere between 30 to 40 or 45 percent uh, by weight suspended solids um, and each uh, machine can uh, then dewater around 60 to 70 dry tons per hour of uh, of uh, i mean of solids loading Hmm. So, so it's uh, it's pretty big uh, for a small coal mine. Um, you know, one or two of these centrifuges are more than adequate. Uh, for a bigger, maybe around four or five machines. And uh, as I mentioned at the start of this uh, podcast, uh, we have our biggest installation up in Canada, which is, uh, you know, dewatering uh, quite a large quantity of tailings. Uh, and the dry solids throughput is around 30,000 tons per day.
0: huh Yep. And so I'm just trying to get my arms around it compared to... Uh, uh, typical filtered tailings is is the product that comes out, is it trafficable? Can you put equipment on top of that to
1: uh, Yes, uh Yes, uh, yeah, and typically uh, solids after separation from the centrifuge uh, come out uh, in the form of a, a cake, which is pretty dry. Uh, say on coal, we get a dryness of around 65 or 68 percent by weight. And that's that's pretty dry, uh, and uh, the the cake is collected on a Moving conveyor, uh, I mean a conveyor belt, and then um, uh, they carry it to uh, to the area where they where they need to dispose it off, or uh, uh, you know, uh, or they collect it. I mean they just dump it a little, some maybe fifty or hundred meters away, and then they collect it and uh, take it away uh, to their mining pit for disposal. So. Uh, For example, at at Rix's Creek, uh, they dump it a few hundred, maybe about a hundred meters away, and then they uh, collect it and uh, take it to their old mining pit, uh, which is
0: uh, basically used as a uh, backfill in that case. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. So, what if? What if? Uh, I'm sure Mangus would get excited about this. But what if somebody came to you and said, w- w- "We've got a throughput of three hundred thousand tons a day. Is that something that you could work with them?"
1: <laughs> yeah, that's humongous, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, frankly, frankly, uh, it would need a large number of machines. Yeah. Uh, say for thirty thousand tons, we 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 are using. Uh, say 16 to 18 machines uh, so for 300 you can say 10 times that. Uh, so it's a big number so and it's it's not uh, very practical from that aspect but we are thinking of you know putting together four or six such centrifuges on a module and then having a number of these modules uh, for treating uh, or dewatering those tailings and uh, I mean, today we can easily target uh, anything like 10,000, 15,000 tons per day of tailings. And I'm sure there are many, many mining uh, operations uh, of that capacity, right? Right. Uh, So... So our free spot, I would say, is around 10 to 15,000 tons per day. But we have an installation uh, which is up and running for the last more than eight years, that is handling 30,000 dry tons per day daily. Um, and uh, I mean, I mean, we can we can uh, take those kind of uh, we can cater to those kind of capacities as of today and for the future we we are you know trying to design a modular concept as i just said maybe four to six machines on one module and then having a number of such
0: modules to treat higher capacities yeah fantastic that's that's great uh any kind of advances with tailings is likely to go a long way so it's it's really nice to have this technology out there and to see that it beat out other technologies like the filters in this in these cases
1: yes yes and and uh, talking about you know beating other technologies uh, we have uh, found a niche uh, for our technology uh, especially when the tailings contain a large amount of clay particles as uh, filtration becomes very difficult yeah yes so, very yeah Yes, so, so that's, um, you know, that's, that's uh, uh, a niche area for us. Uh, we have seen this on uh, major fine tailings where, you know, uh, in, in Canada where uh, the tailings contain a lot of clay as well as sand. And as if that, no, as if that was not enough, it also contains bitumen. Uh, So our Mm. technology I think is is very much useful in that case because you can imagine then that uh, the filters get clogged, uh, especially on account of the bitumen and the fine clay particles. Yeah. Uh, And and this particular uh, um, installation, you know, over the last eight or nine years since it has been op- in operation, they have used the cake coming out of our centrifuges for uh, planting, you know, for for plantation. And over this last eight, nine years, they have planted more than three million saplings there, which has mm. now almost grown into a small forest. Mm. And, and this, this uh, what I'm talking about, is available on YouTube. So it's very much on the public forum. Um uh, uh yeah i mean so so that makes us happy I mean when uh, we are able to help our uh, mining customers you know take care of the environment
0: yeah for sure it's always nice to hear a success story yep so what uh, that, that that's really nice to hear what else is on the horizon for alpha Laval?
1: Um, yeah, but, uh, we, we are also, you know, uh, trying to help mining companies uh, to take care of their legacy tailings. Um, I can actually quote a project in the U.S. where uh, we, we have uh, supplied five of our large centrifuges for uh, recovering fine coal from their uh, legacy tailings i mean those tailings have been lying around for maybe 30 40 years or even more and uh, here uh, we are uh, you know doing uh, doing it in a different way in the sense that rather than dewatering what we are trying to do here is classification so the feed to our centrifuges is very very fine particles It's 100% minus 10 micron and they want a cut size at 5 micron and our pilot studies have shown encouraging results that's the reason they have gone ahead with our technology so uh, we are trying to also uh, work in this uh, area where we help mining companies to recover valuable products from waste or tailings okay great great um another Uh, example that I can talk about uh, Brian is uh, you know in the in copper uh, 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 there are uh, you know on the concentrate side they have thickness and uh, filters, etc. So we have identified uh, areas such as clarification of the thick neural overflow because many times the overflow becomes quite turbid, right? And they lose uh, on on their product, uh, whether it's copper or molybdenum, etc. So we are now uh, helping, you know, some of these mining companies to recover uh, the product from those streams which otherwise uh, would have been a loss for them yeah okay loss in the sense that we recover it immediately right rather than allowing those fines to go back and I mean a recycle uh, and and create a solid build up in the circuit
0: yeah okay okay well that's great that's great uh it's always nice to hear of advances in the industry and that you guys are innovating. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, Amal, is there anything else you wanted to talk about today?
1: Yeah, and uh, I would just like to touch upon, uh, you know, we, we talked about getting watering, but uh, I would also like to say that in the process, uh, I mean, not only are we, uh, you know, Making the tailing stands redundant and uh, making the mining operations more safe, uh, because safety comes first always. Uh, but we are also, you know, uh, helping them recover and recycle uh, huge amounts of water. And as you know, Brian, in many mining areas, water is a water is a scarce commodity. Uh, yeah. So with our technology we can help them recover 80 to 90 percent of water uh, we are also reducing the waste i mean we are you know creating uh, i mean the converting those the, the slurry or liquid form into uh, a form of a dry cake which is easier to handle Its volume also goes down so that's how waste reduction goes down and in the process, uh, you know, we we are also helping them uh, uh, on on cost saving because the centrifuge has a rather small footprint as compared to filters and other technologies. It has a very small footprint, so uh, you know, it, it's uh, the capex uh, is quite low on account of that because then you don't need huge structures, etc., uh, to to install them, and. Uh, uh, we we have equipped the centrifuges with state of the art automation so uh, the centrifuges do not need continuous uh, operator intervention yeah so the operator intervention is quite uh, reduced as as uh, against uh, operating uh, a, a press or a filter press uh, or even a say a base thickener for that matter, so it it calls for much more uh, uh, lesser operation intervention, uh, and then uh, with the new uh, tech, uh, centrifuge technology that we have developed it also consumes less power as compared to the older designs. So we are also helping them
0: on uh, saving energy consumption yeah that's that's great that's that's really good how how did your uh, how was your talk received at the sma was there a pretty good crowd there for you yep yeah,
1: there was a fairly good crowd and uh, i got quite a few questions uh, after that it was very interesting and we also had a booth there at uh, uh, the SME conference and exhibition, uh, so that also helped us to connect with uh, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, experts in, in this arena. I mean, uh, not only from the mining companies, but also from consulting companies, EPCs, and you know, experts such as yourself, Brian.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's great. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it to uh, Phoenix for the SME this year, but uh, yeah, yeah. I I should imagine you had a pretty large um, booth that was pretty centrally located.
1: Yes, yes, it was it was a good show for yeah. us. Uh, we, we I mean really connected with a lot of uh, people, and uh, we are continuing our dialogue with most of them.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, Mal, this has been this has been uh, really great uh, catching up with you and seeing what is on the horizon and what's already been achieved uh, by by your company. What what is in front of us as well, and hopefully we see more and more of these installations coming into place, and and that your equipment keeps getting larger and faster as well.
1: Yes, uh, although it's, it's a challenge to develop bigger centrifuges. Uh, <laughs> I suppose for 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 our company, I think uh, maybe a centrifuge with a bowl diameter of say 1.2 meters or 1.3 meters could be the new step. I mean the next step.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm just thinking of a centrifuge that looks kind of like a Ferris wheel laid down and it would have a number of baskets in it is that mm-hmm. is that something that's a possibility <laughs> Uh,
1: well that's that's a novel concept I must say so
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I can take this to our R&D guys uh, we have a very strong R&D team based in Denmark mm.
0: uh,
1: where we have our innovation center for, for the solid Bull centrifuges
0: yeah. and uh, I'm sure those, those guys will be happy to receive any ideas well, too bad I can't have a finder's fee on that if it works out but if it works out I, I think that's terrific yeah yeah for
2: sure. Well uh-oh. I just wanted to comment on one thing as well sorry Brian. Yeah man. Uh, but I mean I think I think all all these uh, equipment I mean they they're really great and they they make what they're uh, planned to do and so on but uh, all rotating equipment or You know, having these uh, sometimes corrosive environments, they all need service. And I think uh, I would say um, our company, Alfa Laval, is really uh, ready when it comes to having good service technicians. But sometimes it's not. Uh, maybe they are not available or they are not located close by the canter and and what we are looking heavily into is the possibility to to have some sort of connectivity to these large machines so we can do uh, you know preva- preventive maintenance and uh, maybe also to do um, uh that if the machine uh, monitoring so the machine is is running to its maximum uh, capability and so on and so so it will be more a uh, relationship with the customer as I see it. and this is I mean this is in in a very near future that uh, this is going to happen
0: okay no okay. Ah, terrific yeah. terrific. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah that's that's a very good point uh, i mean just just to elaborate a little bit on what Magda just said uh, the connectivity solution that we have developed uh, helps us to uh, you know connect with our centrifuges uh, anywhere across the world and i mean 24 by 7 and we can you know since we have we have equipped those with uh, state of the art uh, automation uh, it helps us to uh, monitor the performance uh, of those machines uh, and this is done through a field gateway that we place in the control panel of the centrifuge mm. and it continuously you know passes on uh, the the operating data of the machine in terms of say, ball speed differential speed um, uh, you know the the uh, bearing temperatures uh, the vibration level uh, etc and, uh, and we I mean it it sends this to a cloud from where we pull it and uh, we can give uh, guidance to the customer um, almost 24 by 7 mm okay so so we are we are always we are always uh, at the service of our customers so to speak
0: yeah yeah Okay. Well, I I think we've covered a lot of information and I really appreciate your your time and the information that you've shared with us and look forward to keeping up with you and seeing what new developments um, unfold in our future.
1: Yes, yes, for sure, Brian. And uh, we are very much thankful to you uh, for uh, uh, having this podcast interview with us. Uh, and I look forward to uh, meeting with you uh, sometime in
0: the near future. Yeah, so I, I should probably say, Amal, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you or, or Mangus, how would they do that? And I can put that in the show notes as well.
1: uh I just really like to address that uh, how
2: how how they can contact us or yeah 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 I think we ha- we have uh, we have a website called uh, alfalaval.com yeah. uh, if you go into um, mining and mil- minerals there is the contact form uh, that's I think that's the most easiest way to to contact us, so uh, and either me or Amol will get those uh, messages. Okay. So that I think that's the easiest way yeah. to get in contact. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and pretty easy for people to remember as well. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes, and and of course our uh, email addresses are also quite simple. So for me is amol.jainchankar at alphalaval and for Magnus, it's magnus.rieger at alphalaval.com.
0: I can just type it here for you, if you wish, uh, Brian. Sure. No, no I, I can get that. that that's fine. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. And I, I'll, I'll let both of you go. I, I appreciate your time and uh, have a great evening.
1: Thank you so much, and uh, you have a great day, Brian.
0: All right, thank yeah. you. Thank uh, you very much, Brian. Yeah, thank you. Take care. Right.
1: Take care. Of you. You Take too. care. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.
0: Well, that's it. I'm Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian. Until next time, keep on rocking.